Hey everybody, what's up and welcome to episode 4 of the LOL Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Miller, and I want to welcome you to the podcast if this is your first time listening. Uh, check out the other episodes on my SoundCloud account, or you can find them on iTunes. Now if you'd like to participate in the podcast, you can reach me on Twitter, at AZJoshM. You can comment, uh, interact with me there, or... If you'd like to hear your voice on the podcast, you can leave me a message at my Google Voice number, 480-427-0411, and your comment or question may be played on the next edition of the podcast. So it'd be great to have some interaction from listeners. I really invite you to go ahead and do that and leave a message. All right, well, let's go ahead and get to this week's episode. Uh, First thing I want to do is talk about the LOL of the week, as always. So the LOL of the week is going to be a sports or related topic that just kind of makes you laugh out loud. Uh, It can be local, it can be national, it can be anything. This week's LOL of the week is somewhat sports related. It's going to be about a family member of a sports figure. In fact, this family member is the daughter of NBA Hall of Famer Scottie Pippen. Now as a Suns fan, I can't stand Scottie Pippen. I can't stand any member of the 93 Chicago Bulls who beat the Suns in their last NBA Finals appearance. Uh, So if Scottie Pippen's daughter got in trouble and it gave a little heartbreak to Scottie Pippen himself, well, in a way, I kind of laugh at that and kind of smile a little bit. But last week, Scottie Pippen's daughter, who is a 20-year-old student at the University of Iowa, uh, went into a hotel, peed on the floor, and left. (laughs) And this is a hotel where this same girl, uh, Sierra, I believe her name is, Sierra Pippen, had been previously arrested for public intoxication. So it sounds like this girl has a little bit of uh, of a drinking problem, but, uh, Even if you're drunk, I don't care how drunk you are. Who walks into a hotel, pees in the lobby, and walks out? Now, if you're a dude, okay, it's kind of easy to walk in somewhere and pee. You just kind of whip it out and pee. If you're a girl, that's a whole process to go through. You got to pull down the pants, you got to squat. I I don't know. I I don't know the dynamics of it. I'm, I'm not a girl. But to go into a hotel lobby as a female and just drop your pants and pee and just walk out is a little bit crazy. Even if you are drunk, I don't care how drunk you are. I've never, ever seen a girl do that. So Sierra Pippen, Scotty Pippen's daughter, you're my LOL of the week. I think everyone is laughing at you at this point. (laughs) All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about this past week in sports. To me, This week was the most irrelevant sports week in the history of sports. And when I say irrelevant, it means that there were some major sporting events that happened that I couldn't give two craps about. I'm I'm being completely honest with you guys here. Now, let's talk about what went down this week. You had the big, supposedly big fight in Vegas between Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao. I'll talk about that here shortly. You had the Kentucky Derby, and you had the NFL Draft. And, of course, 
underlying the whole weekend, you also were closing out the first month of the Major League Baseball season. So there's a lot of things that went on this weekend, but a lot of things that I just don't care about. And frankly, I don't understand a lot of people that do. So let's talk about the fight. This was a big deal, apparently. Uh, Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather, apparently people thought they'd been supposed to fight many for many years. I don't know. I don't follow boxing. I don't really care. But the thing that strikes me about this is that for those people that do follow boxing, why this guy Floyd Mayweather is attractive. Floyd Mayweather has a history of domestic violence, has a history of beating up women. He's been arrested multiple times. In fact, reporters who have asked him questions about his history of domestic violence, including Rachel Nichols and Michelle Beadle, both women, by the way, were actually banned from the fight. Now, this guy is a real piece of crap, in my opinion. He beats women, and he won't be accountable for his actions. And when somebody does try to call him out for his actions, he'll basically tell them they can't do their job and cover the fight. I read a story on Deadspin after the fight about Floyd Mayweather and his then 10-year-old son. And basically, Floyd Mayweather was beating the crap out of his wife, uh, this, this child's mother. And in front of the child. The child had a whole detailed written report to the police of everything that Floyd Mayweather did to beat the crap out of, out of his mom. This is a guy that apparently is the biggest star in boxing. Now again, I don't care about boxing, I don't like boxing. The whole idea of watching two guys beat the crap out of each other does nothing for me. But, come on, can't you pick a better individual than a guy that beats women to follow and make the most popular and highest paid boxer in the world? I don't know, I don't get it. It's not my thing, and if it is, more power to you. But the thing I don't understand about boxing is people that don't give a crap about boxing for 12 and a half, or, you know, 11 and a half months out of the year. There aren't 12 and a half months. For 11 and a half months out of the year, they're all gung-ho about this fight. Oh, Mayweather, Pacquiao, Mayweather. Who cares? You don't watch boxing? You're not going to go watch, you know, the, the two random guys that are on ESPN at 4 a.m. So why do you care about this fight? You're not a boxing fan. You just want to be popular because everyone else is. Tickets for this fight were going for like 30 grand. Come on. Give me a break. If you don't like boxing, don't get on the bandwagon. It's like the Olympics to me. I don't care about ice skating 365 days a year. I don't care about ice skating for four years in a row. I'm not going to all of a sudden for one week during the Winter Olympics every four years, become an ice skating expert. If I don't like the sport, I don't like the sport. And same with the Summer Olympics and gymnastics or any of these other sports that no one cares about all year long, and all of a sudden everyone cares about them. To me, if I like a sport, I like a sport. If I like something, I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon for a week because it's popular. And boxing, to me, is a sport like that. So... That'll be my rant on boxing. That's it. I, I don't really care. Floyd Mayweather won, and apparently it was controversial because he didn't really fight. He just kind of ran around and avoided fighting. 
But um, for a guy that beats women and uh, gets in the ring and avoids the fight, uh, that sounds pretty typical. Next topic I want to talk about is the Kentucky Derby. Uh, Another one that I just don't get the appeal of. Okay, horses are, are cool animals. You know, they're they're large, powerful animals. Watching them run around a track, there's no attraction to me in that. So the whole reason anyone watches horse racing is to bet. But I'm not a gambler, so horse racing isn't my thing. Now, uh, apparently, uh, there was a horse by the name of American Pharaoh that uh, won the Kentucky Derby. And uh, now this horse is going to go run the Preakness and whatever the other uh, Triple Crown race is. And if he, get, if he wins the first two, people are going to make a big deal out of it, like they know anything about horse racing. Well, that's another one. People aren't going to go down to the local track all year long, so why do they care about these races? Unless you're betting on horse racing, it is completely irrelevant to 99.9% of the people. But people get all gung-ho. Oh, I'm going to go somewhere and watch the Kentucky Derby, or I'm going to get up and bet on it. Come on, dude. You're not a horse racing fan. You're not the guy wearing the fedora with the the you know horse racing magazine under his arm, placing a bet at the window every weekend. It's not happening. So why do you care now? If you care, you care. If you don't, you don't. But don't jump on the bandwagon and, and act like you're a horse racing expert. That's another one I just don't get. So Kentucky Derby, great. Uh, enjoy it. I didn't watch it, and I don't care. Now, the next topic is something that actually a lot of people do care about all year long, and it's the NFL Draft. Now, I've said before on this podcast, I am really not a big NFL fan. On a Sunday during the fall and the winter, if there's a football game and I'm not doing anything, I'll watch it, but I'm not a diehard NFL fan. My rooting interests in the NFL are basically where Arizona Wildcat players are playing and how they're doing. If the Arizona Cardinals are winning, that's great because they're the home team, but I don't really enjoy sitting there all day Sunday and watching football. It's just not my thing. So uh, the NFL draft, though, to me, is one of the most overhyped events in the history of the world. So they, they've actually extended it in the last couple of years, of course. So now Thursday night, the first round is its own event. Its own primetime day for one round of the draft. And in the first round, the Cardinals selected a guy by the name of DJ Humphreys, who was a, who was a, a, a right tackle out of the University of Florida. So... Okay, they got an offensive lineman. That's great. They needed an offensive lineman. But an offensive lineman is so boring. You can't analyze an offensive lineman. Okay, he he pushes or grabs or holds better than another guy. Okay, they don't run. They don't catch. They don't break tackles. They just grab and push people. So if you draft an offensive lineman, what is there to talk about? Yeah, he was rated as a great offensive lineman, but okay, you're not going to sit there and watch him every day and be like, 
that's the greatest offensive lineman I've ever seen. Because most people that are watching football, they don't even notice what these guys do unless they suck and give up a sack. So, I'd have to say it was a good pick. It was a safe pick because they needed an offensive lineman. But there's really nothing sexy about watching offensive linemen play. Now, later in the round, they got uh, a running back, which they, they did need. So that's good. They got a guy by the name of David Johnson, and he's a big running back, so that's uh, apparently what they needed. The Cardinals have struggled running the ball. But, you know, the, the NFL draft is a lot of hype. There's several rounds. There's about seven rounds. Uh, of course, the last guy in the draft is called Mr. Irrelevant. Half of these guys won't make the team. If they do, they might make a practice squad. But people overvalue these draft picks so bad. I mean... Teams are so scared to give up second, third round draft picks for guys that may never make a play in the NFL. Uh, I'd rather watch the games on the field than overanalyze a draft. I've never been a big fan of drafts, especially because, well, in basketball, which I'm a much bigger fan of than football, the team I'm a fan of, the Phoenix Suns, always blows their draft anyway. And my favorite sport, baseball, you don't even know who most of the guys are that get drafted because half of them get drafted out of high school and they don't see the majors for, you know, four to five years. So the NFL draft, you know, that's great. The NFL can make a lot of money on televising it and, and advertising, but the hype surrounding it, man, I just don't get that. I don't get all the hype surrounding every little aspect of the NFL from the draft to uh, mini camps to the preseason the NFL to me you play one day a week and the rest of the year is just hype there's only 16 games so the league has to hype it up some way but I think the hype over every little event surrounding the NFL is excessive and that's kind of one of the reasons I don't like the NFL that much just because it's a lot of hype and very little substance in my opinion now that's just my opinion. I know that you know millions upon millions of people live, eat, breathe, worship the NFL and everything about the NFL, but that's not me. And frankly, in the market that I live in, Phoenix, the Arizona Cardinals are really the only sports franchise that's any good. So I think a lot of that goes to People just trying to hold on to something good. When the Suns were a quality team, when they were in the playoffs every year, when they were competing for championships, you didn't really hear about the NFL at all this time of year. In May, you were hearing about NFL playoffs all the time. So it just matters what is going on in the town that you're living in and what team is doing well. And unfortunately... Uh, right now, this is an Arizona Cardinals town because the Phoenix Suns are terrible. They're not in the playoffs. And the Coyotes are not in the playoffs, even though the NHL playoffs are going on. And, of course, uh, the Diamondbacks are not a very good baseball team. And that's another thing that I'll, uh, I'll get to here. I guess that'll kind of lead into my next point is baseball. So let's talk a little bit about the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, they spent the weekend getting swept by the Los Angeles Dodgers. They have fallen now to 10 and 14 on the year, and uh, they are now in last place 
in the National League West. Um, there are a, a couple teams that actually have worse records than them in the National League, but not in the division. Uh, the Phillies, who by all accounts are uh, the basketball version of the Philadelphia 76ers in terms of tanking, uh, are only 9-17. and 17. And the Milwaukee Brewers, who on Sunday fired their manager, uh, Ron Renneke, are 7-18. and 18. Incidentally, Ron Renneke gets fired after they had their two-game winning streak. So that's kind of funny. But uh, they're 7-18 there in Milwaukee, and things are not looking good on a team that, well, expected to possibly compete for the NL Central. But let's talk a little bit about the Diamondbacks. They're 10-14, and 14, and for at least a couple weeks now, they're going to be missing what may have been the lone bright spot in their pitching rotation. rotation. Uh, Archie Bradley, a rookie, uh, came up from AAA after winning the fifth starter job in spring training and really uh, has been the, the lone bright spot on their pitching staff. He's battled uh, Clayton Kershaw pitch for pitch. He battled Madison Bumgarner. He won games against both those guys, and he's done really good. He's, uh, in a lot of people's opinion, early leader for Rookie of the Year. Of course, we're only a month in the season. Now, of course, uh, last week he gets hit in the face with a uh, a liner, came, comes back off of a, I, I can't recall who hit the ball, but it uh, hit him right in the cheek, and it broke a, a sinus bone. Now, this kid, Archie Bradley, again, a rookie, only a couple years after being drafted, he seems like a really great guy. He went to the hospital, he was taking selfies in the hospital, and his face, man, it looked like uh, it looked like the side of his face was just destroyed. His face was swollen like, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the movie Hitch with uh, Will Smith but he ate something he was allergic to and his entire face blew up. That's how the side of Archie Bradley's face looked. It looked like it was a bad, bad, bad injury. But he's in the hospital taking selfies and putting them on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Kid seems to have a sense of humor, seems to have a a humility about him, and uh, actually was released from the hospital. They found there was no serious damage. There was a small sinus cavity fracture. Came back to the ballpark to watch the end of the game, congratulate his teammates on the win. Now that's that's a kid that's going to get a lot of respect in that clubhouse. That's a kid that uh, people are going to look at and at one point will become a leader of this team. And that's really good. Now hopefully uh, for his sake and for the Diamondbacks' sake and really for the sake of Major League Baseball that this injury won't have a mental effect on him in that He's not going to get out of the mound and be too scared to pitch. You can see that happen. A guy gets hit, and he is scared to perform. So hopefully with this Archie Bradley, uh, that's not going to happen. He'll come out. He'll continue to be a quality pitcher, and he'll develop into that really number one frontline starter that the Dimebacks have not had for, well, really a number of years uh, because they really need something. They really need something to... Uh, peak fan interest to spark that team. Of course, another uh, another last place start after a month of baseball is not going to be good for the team in this market. 
Uh, Phoenix market, people like to see a winner. They like teams to do well. And if not, they're not going to come out to your games. That's just what the bottom line about Phoenix is. Now, uh, they did get swept over the weekend in in Los Angeles, and really the only highlight of that series was some Dodger fan who caught a home run ball off of Aaron Hill and videotaped the whole thing. Uh, You saw this Dodger fan sitting there in the outfield with one of those uh, handy cams that a lot of people had uh, in the last uh, decade. Uh, Now most people take video with their cell phones. So this guy had one of those handy cams in one hand and he had his glove in the other hand and actually videotaped himself catching a home run ball, which led to a very uh, uh, funny discussion from Dodgers broadcaster Vin Scully, who in my opinion, and pretty much the opinion of everybody else, is the best broadcaster in baseball. Of course, he's been doing it for 65 years. The guy's in his 80s, and he was uh, talking about selfies after watching this guy videotape himself catching a ball. He said that it was the selfie of all selfies. So hearing an 80-something-year-old Vince Scully talk about selfies on the broadcast is is funny. If you can find that video, it's online, Google it, uh, listen to it, it's pretty funny. But this guy not only had one of these handy cams that people haven't carried in about 10 years, his glove uh, had was, was a blue and white glove, it, of course the Dodgers colors, and I noticed it had a Dodger logo on it. So it appeared to be a glove that was a stadium giveaway item, which, if you've ever gotten a glove that was a stadium giveaway item, you know is made of very cheap materials, uh, plastic-type materials, not a good leather baseball glove that really seems like you'd catch anything. So catching a home run ball off of a major league hitter with what appeared to be a stadium giveaway glove and still having the video camera going in the other hand, you got to give props to this guy. Even though he's a Dodger fan, he is hardcore. Now, the one thing I wonder about this guy is, does he sit there and record the whole game and the chance that he might get a foul ball? Or did he just happen to have the camera on at that time? That is a really weird situation, because are you going to sit there and record a game for nine innings? Your arm's going to get tired. Uh, You might have to go to the restroom. You might have to go eat a hot dog. But to sit there and happen to be recording it while you catch a foul ball, that's pretty cool. It's something that you'll have forever. You'll be able to to show your kids when they're older. Because he did have a kid, I I noticed, next to him uh, that was sitting in the stands. And that kid, incidentally, had a better glove than he did. He looked like he had a, a, a nice Wilson glove. But the dad appeared to have a stadium giveaway glove. So, um, you know, great to... Uh, uh, to buy nicer things for your kids than you have for yourself. So uh, that's that's really about it. Not not going to make a very long podcast today because, like I said, in my opinion, this was the most irrelevant week of sports uh, of the year with the boxing match, the Kentucky Derby, the NFL draft. Not a lot going on in sports that really matter or really do anything. So that's going to really do it for this edition of the LOL Podcast. Uh, Hopefully there will be more going on uh, next week and the podcast content will be a little better. Now, as always, if you'd like to comment on anything that I talked about, 
you can call my Google Voice number. It's 480-427-0411, and you can leave a message. Or you can get out me on Twitter, at AZJoshM, and we can have a, uh, a back and forth, a conversation there on Twitter. Uh, but uh, that's going to wrap it up for me this week. I want to thank you very much for listening, and have a great week, and I'll talk to you again next week.